0: Let's talk HR. Let's
1: let's talk HR. Let's talk
0: HR. UKG's podcast about HR and the future of work. New HR. Zukunft der Arbeit. Le futur de RH. El futuro del trabajo. Future of work. Mitarbeiterfahrung. L'expérience
1: employé. Employee experience. Digital. L'avenir du travail. Digital. El
0: futuro de los recursos humanos. Let's talk HR.
1: Let's Talk HR. Welcome to Let's Talk HR. Let's Talk HR is your newly podcast that focuses on HR, the future of work, and issues that affect your teams and employees. Join us and our special guest to deep dive into the state of HR now and beyond as we discuss megatrends impacting work and the employee experience. This podcast is hosted by UKG. At UKG, our purpose is people. Built from a merger that created one of the largest cloud companies in the world, Ultimate Kronos Group is a global provider of HCM, workforce management, and HR service delivery solutions. Those solutions help 10 of thousands of organizations around the world in every industry to drive better business outcomes, improve HR effectiveness, and help make work a better experience for everyone. To learn more, visit ukg.com. Let's talk HR let's talk HR Hi everyone. My name is Remi Malenfant and I'm the Director of HR Innovation and Customer Experience at UKG and today I have the chance with to be talking with you, Barry, Barry Flack. welcome, Barry. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you,
1: Rémi. Happy to to have you on, on the show. Uh, Barry, you are an award-winning HR professional. You've spent many years running large recruitment and HR functions in a variety of global industries. Um, Now you spend most of your time working with HR technology startups, uh, doing consulting uh, work, and also working with private equity and venture capital uh, business to help uh, build their their, their their portfolio. And you are also recognized as one of the leading uh, influencers in HR and HR tech uh, globally. Uh, but you, you like to call yourself also a workforce strategist. So maybe Barry, we can start with that. You can explain to, to, to us what, what a workforce strategy is.
0: Yeah, look, thank you, Remy. Um, I, I guess in a world where um, people like myself um, in that freelance space that collaborates on lots of different fronts uh, needs to provide um, an element of simplicity uh, in terms of how we interact with businesses, so I look at the the whole workforce strategist element of it as bringing together things that I am deeply involved in, um, and one of those three things are you know people, quite obviously from my heritage, uh, from a HR perspective, uh, technology, uh, something we'll talk about that has been a major passion of mine throughout my career, um, and which has now seen me both work with HR startups in the tech space. Uh, and also clearly working with enterprises to try and drive higher levels of adoption. And then I think the third where I've experimented throughout my career and have taken a massive interest in also is the issue of workplace. So the idea that we own uh, a particular solution uh, to a problem in the workplace, uh, you know, residing specifically with HR professionals is not something I hold. Um, whatever we crack, however we make our organizations better, uh, will be something that will be a fully embracing um, community activity, collaborating with people in the workplace area, technology, and frankly, other elements of those that make up the workplace. So my impact on enterprises is about bringing those together, talking specifically to HR people um, about actually making a real indelible difference to their organization today.
1: Perfect. So it's very good to, to have you on the show. I'm sure you'll have a lot of tips for, for our audience. Um, so, of course, what we want to, to do today is to talk about different uh, trends impacting the world of HR. And uh, as you know, in 2020, a lot of stuff happened and it has changed the, the, the way we work. Uh, before we go into the, the details of uh, the, those new trends for 2021, uh, what would you say is your best memory of 2020, Barry?
0: yeah look, it's a it's a tough year to be able to look back on, um, as you rightfully point out. Um, <laughs> you know we've uh, we've got to recognize the state that we're in, uh, which is I think almost on pause uh, at this moment. but look, i've I've touched upon my lifeblood really in terms of impact has got to be about the issue of collaboration um, and giving a little bit of an insight into the world uh, that I inhabit. Uh, Working across lots of different disciplines to deliver in the enterprises is exactly what goes on. Uh, These are partnerships. uh, These are individuals who reach out uh, and work together uh, with organizations. And so in 2020, as a memory, I got deeper and worked uh, into the workspace area uh, with a fantastic organization called Six Ideas. Um, And one of the major pieces of learning and experimentation that we evolved with there was actually getting a call from a burgeoning young CEO of a of a med tech startup uh, who approached us about real estate and about culture and about systems inside his organization uh, in response, in some ways, to the pandemic, but also in recognition of what he wanted to build as a unique proposition. So I got some real success in working with a a really exciting business, working with really clever people whose heritage had been facilities and estates uh, and space. Uh, And we brought technology and we brought people dynamics into helping him come up with a pretty unique response uh, to his particular problem in 2020. And I think I want to build on that this year. Um, But for me, that was new um, and that was really refreshing. Uh, And something that equally I would sort of call out to anybody listening in uh, is about constantly having the ability uh, and the space to build on as interesting a network as you possibly can uh, and ideally outside of the HR family as much as possible.
1: I think also, Barry, because you spend a lot of time helping uh, different companies, uh, I'm pretty sure you have been uh, asking yourselves this, this this question of, or you've heard this question many times, uh, that during 2020, a lot of people were uh, questioning the meaning of their work. Uh, the meaning of their job and also the you know the, the meaning of their organization overall. Um, we think that it's a, a very big trend uh, for 2021, or that that this is becoming a more and more of, of, a, of an issue. We're talking about corporate social responsibility here. Do you see that as a, as a big um, as something that is really high on the HR agenda for for the, the years to come?
0: Yeah, I mean, the short answer is, yes, I do, Remy. Um, (laughs) Look, I think we've had a traditional, you know, um, and and a very good approach across Europe uh, with lots of organisations traditionally in the CSR space, you know, which has encompassed uh, a really good, strong approach to safety ethics, you know, the supply chain. Uh, I don't think in great scale we see the sorts of problems that we used to. Um, We've got some great successes. I think there are two areas that HR people have, along with the business, um, now got central to their agenda that um, I think we need to dial up in 2020. And I think it'll be something that we'll need a response to in 2021. So those two things for me are, I think, around the diversity and belonging agenda as number one. Um, we clearly come out of 2019 with a strong sense of diversity around Me Too. Uh, around gender equality, uh, and the ripples around North America in 2020 around um, you know people of colour, the George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter element of it, uh, are now seeing a very clear and obvious response required from employees, uh, from customers, um, about how organisations take to those big societal issues. Um, and I think certainly on the incredibly strong issue of belonging. And let's be honest, you know, for me, that is the 21st century problem statement that a lot of HR people need the time and space uh, to be able to resolve. Uh, We've seen it in the political sphere. We've seen it in lots of disruption taking place around the globe. But the ability uh, to look at how our organisational systems, our interactions, our rituals, the way our leaders react to certain issues... Um, and a very conscious approach to some subject matters, especially around diversity, that frankly we haven't um, tackled as proactively and as positively as we must. So I think there's a a very clear number one there that whether we like it or not, I think we've got to be much more conscious about how we treat the issue of belonging, how we step into the issue of diversity. Um, And I think a recognition that the area around values that used to sit under CSR, I think are now being supplanted by what I'd call principles, a recognition that when individuals who may have values come together, that the outward articulation of how those businesses are actually going to be run um, are fundamentally important. We've seen it in the tech space. We've seen lots of enlightened organisations elsewhere who've taken a very loose framework Uh, and developed uh, a very clear sense of how they will work um, being a sort of step forward in terms of tackling things around belonging and diversity. Um, Look, the second issue um, I'd want to highlight for HR professionals uh, is everything around what I'd call good work and what I mean by that. So I think also caught on our heels somewhat um, has been a big societal issue around fairness Um, around the implications of what we've done as businesses in the last decade around optimising our workforce. Um, I think we we have challenged our own perception of what frontline workers have been doing for us in the pandemic, what perceptions we have about real value work, about blue-collar membership, about white-collar. I think our response to what we recognise as real, valuable work in... An organization that is now facing up to completely rewriting how we organize ourselves uh, inside the workforce. And so, whilst there is a massively important debate going on about how we ultimately um, manage the issue of the office and remote as an element of how we divvy up work, there is also a recognition that work is still broken.
1: On this in particular, uh, Barry, there is the question of fairness between all the, the, the different types of, of employees. But I think also at uh, an individual level, uh, there is the big question of work-life balance uh, that has been a very big issue in, in 2020. It's not completely new, but maybe for many uh, many workers all around the world, it has been it has become more, more important or more difficult to find this uh, balance between work and life and personal life. Uh, how, how do you think now uh, companies are going to integrate that into uh, their strategy and how can they really help employees to, to achieve uh, more of a life-work synergy?
0: Yeah, look, I mean, I think this is a fascinating agenda for us. I think, you know, with a, with a, a pretty positive outlook that I have, um, you know, look, this is a great opportunity for us to add real value in our organizations. We've had probably the greatest work experiment, um, certainly that I think any of us will ever uh, recall um, in 2020. Um, HR organisations, I think it's safe to say, have created a lot of goodwill by being front and centre um, in terms of pushing in response to pandemic, uh, the whole area of home working, I think it's been great uh, for digital adoption. And that is something that, you know, lots of organisations have struggled with. Uh, we've created buy-in an absolute necessity uh, to begin to adopt and utilize digital technology in the way that it was made. You know, productivity um, has proved, uh, which is something I always held as a belief, that humans, frankly, uh, are not inherently lazy, that humans are, when left to their own devices, uh, willfully wanting to do good work for their organization. And therefore, we've seen a rise in productivity. Um, I think we've clearly got issues uh, and we've seen that, you know, around team collaboration and innovation. And some of that is because clearly we understand as humans that that comes together when we have the ability to spark off each other. Uh, And that proves more difficult when we are clearly distributed and our organisations happen also to be in survival mode. Um, And that has clearly been the case Uh, We've also, I think, tapped into something that many organizations paid a bit of lip service to, which is that whole area of health and well-being. You know, isolation for a long period of time. You know, we are now beginning to approach almost a year in lockdown um, with thankfully an end in sight, but a date that is not yet known. So we're beginning to have conversations Um, that, frankly, I think we avoided in far too many male-oriented, hierarchical organisations where we tended to look at people as capital or or as resources. So, you know, those are all positives. I think what we've now got to do, to answer your question, is I want every HR function and every organisation to use the opportunity to reimagine um, what exactly their 2021 business will begin to look like. You know, one, there's a very polarized debate about people who believe that everything will just be about working from home. There are those, on the other hand, who clearly have a very sense of the real estate productivity, presenteeism, the investments they put into uh, a lot of real estate to define culture. Um, And I think we're beginning to have, you know, a really good conversation about some middle ground where in listening and understanding the benefits that lots of people got out of the pandemic, um, which is clearly about the productivity they've got back, you know, the ability to see more and of their personal life and their family, you know, less of the commute and some of the rituals that, frankly, you know, we have persevered with too often, that have not given us a return. So I want HR people to be front and centre at pushing very clear and obvious context of what the work-life balance, productivity, you know, excellence, fulfilment of job means for their organisation. And I don't for a moment, Remy, believe that what it will be is an answer, is going back to February 2020. (laughs) I think we have a chance to really develop um, a proposition out there um, that'll be unique, uh, but that starts to reframe it, and it's exciting. And, look, the last part I want to sort of factor in as well is that, of course, when I mentioned earlier about, you know, work still feeling broken, we've also got to find, I think, some space to converse about the liquid workforce. You know, we've got a very clear and obvious growing um, population that's out there um, that we need to embrace, that are not part of our permanent contractual mindset, uh, that are and have been part of our organisational climate. um, And we need to find a way, and some of that's organisational, some of that's society, some of that's governmental, um, to embrace a brand new way of being able to unbundle work for the first time for a couple of centuries where we can now segment the work up, understand what good work is um, and work as HR professionals to make sure we give people the tools, the space, the respect, the trust, the fairness to give their absolute all in the workplace.
1: And on this Barry, uh, because you talk a lot about the the good work and, and how we we need to get rid of what is not really useful. Um, I think um what is also very important for you is that we change the way we talk about performance and how we define performance.
0: Yeah, look, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with several organizations um, to try and unbundle, I think, um, a template that we have tended to adopt that I think is clearly and obviously up for critiquing. So, you know, performance for me is still stuck in what is a mindset that actually, if you and any of your listeners go into, you know, examine the work of McGregor all the way back in the 1950s when he talked about a theory X, theory Y. And the implications of theory X people is that for performance, we have constructed a view of individuals that are frankly um, not scientifically based. These are lazy individuals. These are people who need rewards, who need incentives on a personal level to do good work. Anybody approaching reimagining their organization needs to look at performance as, A, not an individual construct, and B, an opportunity for people to be fulfilled at work. And coming off that, frankly, is a whole series of questions that we need to ask um, and rituals and habits that we have historically had in our organization, you know and you 'll get authors out there who do some great stuff in challenging you know performance uh, metrics, uh, bonus programs. The way that we incentivize people is toxic historically when actually the work that we do comes between the relationships that we have in the workplace. they are team efforts, they are collective. There is no such thing, in my opinion, as that individual performer. So, you know, there is an opportunity for us to cleanse our organizations and make some space because we've overcomplicated performance. We've overcomplicated KPIs, metrics, um, and a lot of habits that, frankly, are not giving the organization the return that a lot of HR functions perceive they do.
1: Yeah, and especially in in a year where uh, all the the metrics we decided at the beginning of the year we we had to change them because no one could really uh, be prepared for for what happened in 2020 absolutely so Barry, this brings me to the the the, the, the last question uh, um so we, we talk about the the all those different changes impacting the, the the workplace impacting the 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 way we work. I think all this brings the the question of uh, where is HR now in this organization. Um, we have a lot of people who uh would, who said that in 2020 that was the year of HR because everyone uh, started to realize the importance of the, the function um, but there are still a lot of uh, a lot of things that HR is doing that are a little bit old fashioned maybe uh, mm-hmm. and I think you are a, a truly believer that digital transformation can be a real um a big help for 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 HR to to tackle all the the, the new challenges. What do you think about this, the, the, the rebirth of HR for 2021?
0: Yeah, look, great question, Remy. Look, it's, um, it's been a passion for me for years. Um, and, you know, look, digital transformation as an agenda, you know, is something that I have been out there evangelizing for a long time now. You know, look, we have now 50 years of developing technology um, that, in my opinion, Um, is not about the worrisome uh, social media clips that Boston Dynamics provide for us um, of dancing robots. Um, These are, for us as HR professionals, a magnificent utility to allow us to go after an agenda where we hand over, and where we've had the capability to hand over, you know, the mundane, you know, the repetitive the ability to support our decision-making process by clever processing of data uh, and algorithms and nudge and a lot of capabilities that across our HR lifecycle we should have um, and most definitely have run out of road to convince ourselves not to provide in terms of the overall element of technology. Um, Our particular you know, remit in the years ahead are about working on the complexity of human beings and coupled with that, the complexity of an external market that, as you've rightfully pointed out, in 2020 couldn't ever envisage how the market and the world subsequently went. So if we are to declutter our businesses, a major plank in what we can and should be getting hold of is automation is clever technology to the point where we own it um we ultimately use it to give us the time and the space to work on the ultimate sentiment skills aspirations fulfillment and otherwise of the people who work for us you know as hr professionals i talk about a renaissance rather than a revolution We need to go back to that point where we were more of the welfare heritage as a function where actually our value is about ensuring that our ultimate focus is on individuals feeling that they have a job that they want to enjoy, that we can execute brilliantly. All of the agenda is supported, not superseded, by technology. And we have some terrific technology out there. My call to action to HR professionals, is understand where your digital base camp is. And while we have some great examples out there, I appreciate we've got some very analog organizations uh, who are starting this journey. So go and experiment with a multitude of applications you would find in the Apple Store. You know, go talk to vendors out there about what an initial starting point would be for automating your HR processes And the third element of that in building up skill sets is about ensuring that whatever you do, you embrace the decision to um, roll out directly with the people involved. Too many HR organisations have done stuff to their businesses. This is an opportunity utilising some terrific interventions that we take from IT and elsewhere um, alongside the likes of design workshops product roadmaps, employee journeys, hackathons, lots of decision-making interventions that will allow those directly affected to actually run what the technology looks like. And we've got loads of user cases out there to prove how ultimately successful those things can be. So, you know, I bang the drum. I see 2021 as part of our reimagining to reignite, I think the technology debate for productivity, um, and for excellence across our organizations.
1: And I really like also what we, we when we discussed before before the, the before the show. We, we you talk about the those dancing robots and saying that actually we need to to keep the dance for uh, for 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 HR and just give the boring stuff to 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 robots. So Absolutely. I also really like this image. Thank you, Barry. Thank you very much for um for your insights uh, today. Um. It's, it's very, it's brilliant. If people Thank want you. to continue to have the discussion with you, is there a best way for, for them to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, look, I am a born and bred collaborator. So please catch me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure we'll send out in conjunction with this how to get hold of me. And uh, equally, I have my own website. But look, I am incredibly keen to keep the debate and discussion going. I think it's a great time for us HR professionals and I want to make sure I do everything I can, you know, to help everybody out there in what is going to be a fantastically interesting year.
1: And about this new year, do you have any good resolution for 2021 for yourself, Barry?
0: Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's a very personal one for me. I, um, amongst many collaborations last year, got deeply involved in um, an initiative called Kind Fest. And the wonderful people who, um, if you find them on Twitter, are under the Be The Ripple um, banner. Um, But it played beautifully into a very simple, just be kinder. You know, there is a massive business benefit um, of just promoting the issue of kindness in the workplace. It's previously been seen as a little bit trite, not hard enough for, you know, those in the boardroom. But actually, if 2020 has proved anything to us, is that idea of being kind in such extreme circumstances pays massively to us. So, yep, I will continue to do my best uh, in terms of being kind to those around me. That's a nice uh, and resolution. I that I can be part of that ripple.
1: Excellent. Thank you very, thank you very much for, for your insights again. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Let's Talk HR, the podcast that helps you Uh, to keep up with the changing world of work and the changes of HR. You can find all the episodes on your favorite podcast uh, solutions. Thank you all for listening today. See you next time.
0: Let's talk HR.
1: Let's talk HR. Let's talk HR.